All right, Detective Rob, I'm totally sure of it. This is the tunnel that I saw my patient walk down. Really? Are, are you absolutely sure? I'm, I'm sure I'd recognize that nude woman anywhere. Okay. Well, I haven't seen her yet, so I don't know. No, I would recognize her eyes, the hair, her arms, her legs. And the nipples that point in different directions, like they're looking, one's hunting a squirrel and the other one's looking at something else? I'm a professional. Okay. All right. Oh, look, she's up, up ahead. Look, I, I would recognize those buttocks anywhere. <laughs> she, she's going down that stairwell. Hurry, let, we've got to keep up with her. We'll lose her. Okay, come on. Let's go. This is like a catacomb underneath here. I yeah. had no idea that Manhattan had so many tunnels running underneath it. And what's up with all this red chalk dust? So I, much. I think it's old bricks or something. I don't know. I, I'm not not for sure on that. Look, she's up ahead. She's going down those stairs now. Oh. What the hell? Huh. That's like a pool. It, yeah, is that snakeskin? It looks like snakeskin, but more importantly, every nude woman frolicking and writhing about in that pool are my patients that have disappeared. Dude, they're taking a milk bath. I think we have solved the mystery of my missing, missing patients, <gasps> Detective Rob. Yep. They have clearly all left the hospital, and they have ended up in this pool. Doctor, Doctor Rob, why are you undressing? Doctor, I'm co- you just called me Doctor Rob. I did. I, I, I'm so taken <laughs> aback that the fact that you're totally nude. I'm sorry you uh, caught me off guard here. Well, you know, you only live once, and um, I'm going to jump in that milk bath with the ladies. This is highly unprofessional, and I'm not. I'm not for sure, but I don't think that's milk, Detective Rob. Cannonball! No, I. No, I don't really think that that's not milk. Oh, God, my eyes. My eyes are burning. Why does it smell like bleach in here? Yeah, that's not that's not milk, Detective Rob. I think that's seminal fluid. Whatever's going on, it's coming from underneath this city. The invasion has begun. But these aliens don't want a phone home. And they don't want to consume human flesh. They don't even want to control the Earth. What these aliens want are Earth women. We found some kind of matter on the women that we can't analyze. And not just any woman. Until this happened, each one of them has been a virgin. When the women rise from the pit, they'll split into new beings. They'll be unstoppable! The invasion has begun from the inside out. Corinza was raped and mutilated. Ted's disappeared and they think he might have done it. And all you can think of is it the detective was cute? Breeders. If you haven't been able to get a date lately, maybe you're lucky. <laughs> Breeders. All right, my Midnight Mass Creature cast listeners. Judging from that trailer, we are, of course, going to be talking about 1986's Breeders. 
I am your co-host, Mark, and I'm always joined by the ever-awesome... I'm Detective Rob. Detective Rob. I, yeah, I, and I'm Dr. Mark. I, I, I must reveal that I'm Dr. Mark. Yes. you. Uh, I, I do like that uh, 1986 wig you've got on there. It. I must admit it was hard to get through the doorways into the studio because it's so wide. Yeah, that, that uh, is pretty high. I did have high. to turn my head. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty wide. It's a pretty wide wig. Almost um, like uh, looking like Foxy Brown, Pam Greer there, you know? I Yes, I tried. Now, I hope you don't mind, but there may be times when I just disrobed for no reason during this podcast, if that's okay. Oh, I can understand that completely. I mean, I'm already disrobed, so. Yeah, it's it's just that kind of movie. Um, but so now this one was your pick, am I correct? I think so. I can't remember. What was it something that it was just on the list and we were going down the list like, OK, we're going to watch this and then we're going to do this one. Um, Listeners, this was Rob's pick. I don't know what he's trying to do. He's <laughs> gaslighting me. This I'm was trying totally to, his pick. <laughs> I'm trying to pull some shit. I'm trying to pull the wool over your eyes here. <laughs> Nothing would go over my eyes with this wig. It's so wide and huge. There, there's no way to get anything over my head to towards my eyes. Uh, now, when did you first see this, Rob? Do you remember? Um, that's a tough call. I would have to say maybe 94, 95, I was browsing blockbuster video and I saw this on the shelf and it looked like the coolest monster movie that I had never seen. So, you know, I picked it up, got it home, like the excited little uh, young adult that I was. Um, (laughs) but it wasn't anything like I had imagined it. So, okay. I want to, I want to, Touch on a couple of things you said. Firstly, do you remember what the box looked like? Is it the poster with like the woman's face kind of cracking and the other half, like it's a regular woman's face and she's screaming, but the other yeah. half is like, like almost like a vaginal opening with <laughs> teeth and like a weird eye. Vagina dentata. Yes, it, it was that, that okay. one. Yep. All right. Okay. Yes. Now, um, like what age were you? Were you a teenager? Um. See, if it was 94, I believe I was probably 19 or just about to turn 19. So, okay, gotcha. Because this was probably a treat for any person into the female physique. Mm. Yeah, I would imagine. I would imagine. Oh, I was very happy with that, with uh, with all the (laughs) exposition in this movie. (laughs) There is a this is chucked full of. Female nudity. Oh, I guess I should also say kind of a trigger warning because it is sort of based on sexual assault, but it is really not shown really at all. No, it's it, nothing it, like it's um, really nothing like humanoids from the deep where they no. actually it was more. Yeah, no, more it's, like that. it's yeah. Yeah. So don't I don't want you thinking this is like I spit on your grave with like mutants or anything like that it's really not but it's (laughs) it's integral to the plot but it's not really heavily shown or anything like that so anyway i just don't really get into it i mean i was more um disturbed by the fact when we covered galaxy of terror and the sexual assault that happened between the maggot and that lady um, yes, it it really is implied in this one. I, I mean, it's not really shown or anything like that. It's not graphic. It's not. It really is just yeah, way right. more talked about than anything. Yeah. 
Uh, now, me, as far as seeing this, unfortunately, it has not been in my life nearly as long as it has been in yours. I only saw this thing maybe. So I've not been on Instagram. My account is Mark in a movie. I've not been. And what I do is I document every single film I watch. So it's easy to go back and see what I've watched. And it was a first time watch for me uh, about three years ago two and a half. So this has really not been in my life a long time, uh, but I actually quite enjoy it for what it is. It's, it's very uh, silly, goofy fun. Mm, I yeah. Think. Definitely. So, <laughs> no, I would have we... thought like you being the horror and monster movie guy that you are. I totally thought that you had seen this way before me. No, I didn't even know this thing existed. I, I love it. I do. Uh, it reminds me of a lot of, if you know the director out there in listening land, Fred Olin Ray, I was actually surprised that it wasn't one of his films. It feels very much like a Fred Olin Ray film, except it's missing like uh, Bring Stevenson or Linnea Quigley, uh, surprisingly, but it feels very much like one of his films, if that means anything to listeners out there. Or you, do you know Fred Olin Ray? Rob? I do not, no. I'd be willing to bet, let me just do this for fun. If I mention a couple of his films, you'd be like, I totally know that one. I know he did Evil Tunes. Um, let's see. Um, let's see here. Usually, like, think low budget, heavy on nudity. Hmm. Um, let's see here. And Linnea Quigley, like I said, she did a lot of his things. Um, Brink Stevenson did a lot. See here, just really quick. Uh, Evil Tunes. Oh, Scalps. He did Scalps. Um, the Alien Dead. Uh, let's see here. What else we got here? Uh, Star Slammer. Um, Star Slammer. Is that a yeah, porn movie? No, it is not. Uh, Deep Space. Okay. Uh, which has the woman you like quite a bit in it. Well, let me see if I can find her really. Ann Turkel. Um, Humanoids from the Deep. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, no, anyway, I, I haven't heard any of those films. Okay, so, but they are very much of this vein. So if you if this is your jam, anybody, I sincerely recommend finding a whole bunch of Fred Olin Ray movies and just having the time of your life with them. But, so actually the director of this was Tim Kincaid. And I've asked Rob and he gave me permission because uh, this is a, a team thing here, effort. Uh, and I'm going to discuss him after the fact. Um, as far as the, as the director goes, um, I'm going to fly through the cast just kind of real quick because not a lot of them have done many things that I know. So I think we could do this kind of quick. Um, the people I do know, um, we have, uh, let's see, there's a nurse, uh, nurse Kathleen, and that was Leanne uh, Baker. And she was from Necropolis 86, as well as a uh, another actress named Adrienne Lee. And she was also in Necropolis 86. Um, then Detective Dale Andrade was from. Um, uh, help me. I can't read my writing. What is wrong with me? <laughs> I'm on crack. Um, oh, that's his name. Wait. Oh, so nothing for him. I'm sorry. Uh, yes, his name is Lance. Uh, Lance Lumen, there's nothing from him. I apologize. But uh, Amy Brantato, uh, who played Gail, who I believe is a photographer, she actually has one of the most 
filmographies of things I've seen. She was in Robot Holocaust. Um, and then she did two Roberta Finley movies. I love the director, Roberta Finley. She was in Blood Sisters from 87 and Prime Evil from 88. Um, and then Carenza, um, the Coke model that we'll talk about later. That's uh, um, Francis Raines. And she was in The Mutilator from 84, um, which is a kind of a weird slasher. Uh, it's got a very odd premise and a really weird like theme song. It's it'll get stuck in your head. It's so weird. <laughs> um, but also Ted, uh, who was the the, the uh, stylist who comes in and catches Carenza uh, in her act of, I don't know what you'd call it, but we'll talk about that later. He was also in the Mutilator. Uh, he was in Dead Time Stories from '86, which I really love that movie. Um, he played a werewolf. He was in Basket Case Two from 1990. And then there's a a boutique label called Vinegar Syndrome, and they they've acquired the rights to this movie called New York New York Ninja. Um, the only thing is they the audio was all lost, so they hired actors to redo the audio for it in 2021, and he actually did a voice for that. Uh, that, in a nutshell, covers all the actors and actresses that I know anything they have done in this film. Other than that, like there's Natalie Savage as Donna. I don't know anything she's done. Uh, Dr. Gamble Pace. I don't know anything she has done. Um, as I mentioned before, the detective Lance Lumen. I know nothing that that gentleman has done. Um, they don't seem to have, some of them don't have a very big filmography at all. A couple of them, um, this director, uh, Tim Kincaid, he did uh, Bad Girls Dormitory from 86 and Mutant Hunt. And a lot of these people like overlap. They did those two films with him as well, but they don't have a large filmography uh, to choose from of things I've seen. So thank you. That was very uh, whiplash and fast. I hope I didn't hurt anyone's neck as I flew through that. (laughs) (laughs) I got a little whiplash. There you go. All right. Um, Well, luckily I'm Dr. Mark, so I can assist you with that later after the podcast. Are you a chiropractor? (laughs) I am that crayon. Uh, oh, okay. Behind me says so. See, and, yeah. And even um, the, the crayon drawing on your face as well, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. All the crosses, all the crosses <laughs> done with crayon. Yes. Um, now, what I thought was interesting about this, and I don't know if this will mean anything to you, but when the movie started, it was Wizard Video. Mm, to no. me, oh, to me, Wizard Video. I remember that one because they had brought over the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, to 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 DVD. That was the first person that I ever saw uh, that had because you know so many people put that out. They were the first people that I ever saw releasing uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, okay. On DVD, not DVD. Uh, sorry, I lied. VHS. VHS is what I meant to say. Not DVD. VHS. Uh, Wizard Video was the first person that I ever saw my uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre on a VHS copy. Anyway, here we go. Okay. <laughs> So our movie, oh, wait, real quick. This is my trivia. This movie was shot back to back. And this is probably why there's so much overlap with the thespians involved with Mutant Hunt. So they were done together. I've never seen Mutant Hunt. I wonder how much this monster looks like the monster in Mutant Hunt or how close in similarity the uh, scripts are, the plot. 
We should but probably anyway, look yeah. into that at some point. We should probably look into mutant hunt. <laughs> um, and I said hunt with an H. Okay. Um, you'll laugh about that later, Rob. It's oh, I'm laughing now. I'm just trying not okay. to. I'm, I'm holding right. it okay. in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So basically, uh, there's a taxi uh, and a woman is getting out. She's very irate. And she's like, just because you bought me dinner doesn't mean that, that you get anything else. That doesn't entitle you to anything. And she's storming off into this, like, it looks like a very seedy neighborhood. It looks like there's no one else around besides her. And she's storming off and she's um, very irate, very upset. And as she's walking, we see these uh, close-ups of a men's uh, nicely dressed uh, shoes. And then uh, holding a chain, right? A chain following her. <laughs> and she's getting a little bit more upset and she kind of races ahead, but the foot footsteps are actually keeping up with her. So she ducks inside this little like doorway alcove thing and then leaps out and she's getting ready to like pepper spray the guy, but he's actually an elderly gentleman with a little itty bitty tiny little uh, dog. And you know what? I know he's not but he reminded oh. me of the German guy from the monster squad. Oh, I could totally see that. I could totally see that. Yes. I could. Yeah. I could totally see that. Yes. Um, well then she is, of course, you know, he's elderly and you know, it's a little tiny dog and that kind of puts her at ease. And she's, he's like, you shouldn't be out in this neighborhood. And she's like, you shouldn't be out in this neighborhood. Uh, and then he starts to basically convulse. <laughs> and his skin starts to peel away and we see the hand holding the little dog's leash kind of crack away to reveal like a, like an almost like insect like hand holding the leash. Would you agree, Rob? It, possibly. I couldn't figure it out. It just looked like ripped flesh. Yeah. Like, yeah, um, the flesh rips away and then it reveals like a second hand because the flesh has fallen away. Okay. I don't think I saw, I, like the lighting was not that good. Again, okay. I was watching probably a very grainy copy. Okay. So uh, mine yeah, was I, a pristine Blu-ray copy. Oh, nice. Okay. That's why. <laughs> Nothing but the best for breeders in this household. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, uh, and like I said, everything's very implied, but um, we see a night watchman kind of comes across her bloody body and then we get the credits that roll. Yeah. So then we are introduced to Dr. Gamble. And uh, we have Detective, uh, I always mess up on the man's name, Detective Andrade, Andriotti, Andriotti, I believe, Detec Detective Andriotti. And they are in, Donna was the victim's name. They are in Donna's uh, hotel room, not hotel, sorry, hospital room. Um, now, I must say this, everything, and correct me if you disagree, Rob, looks super cheap. Like by hospital room, I mean, it's just like a gray room with like a bed and like a, a metal nightstand shoved in there. That's that's as oh, hospital yeah. as it looks. That, that does not look like a hospital room. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. Anyway, so um, the uh, Dr. Gamble is saying that she's going to make it, but she may not want to uh, because her face has been so badly damaged by acid. Yeah. And um, I, I thought she was... Okay, my thinking here, again, we're, we're dealing with my brain. So the reason why I thought she might not have wanted to make it is because the experience was so traumatizing for her that, um, you know, if she woke up, she would just be like trying to cut her own wrists with whatever she could find. 
And I think this film's a little bit more shallow and it's just because she's not going to be pretty anymore. <laughs> Probably you're right. <laughs> there I go anyway, thinking too deeply again. Yeah, I don't. I, you know what? In any other movie, I'd be with you. But I really think of this one is just so shallow. <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, the oh, cop, the, the cop is asking her what happened. Right. And I love this part because it just made me chuckle so much. He's like, you're not dead. You're alive. If you're alive, you can remember. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. She's gone through all this trauma, but by gosh, she's going to get the details. Yeah. And then it's revealed that it was like a corrosive acid. It wasn't like LSD or anything like that. Um, and then she'll remember to a point, like she could tell him that the man was German and he had a dog and mm -hmm. then she just like freaks out and then falls back into a catatonic state. Yeah. I uh, want to know what happened to that dog. I know what did happen to the dog. Okay. In my mind, probably when you're becoming your real true self, you released it because you can't hold on to a dog and then assault someone. I'm thinking. Yeah. So he's probably out there running around New York somewhere. He's probably actually found by someone else and he's got a better life. He's got a nice family until they find out that he was actually part of the human costume. And uh, maybe the maybe dog turns into a little breeder itself. Yes. We don't know. It could happen. Readers to electric boogaloo. <laughs> so, um, and then the wounds themselves, are they like reinfect rapidly. And then we get the little orderly that brings in the flowers. Oh, Madonna, yeah. But they this came from a dead patient. Creepy, <laughs> creepy fucking hospital guy. Yeah. All right. So, um, and this is when it's revealed that Dr. Gamble says that this case just makes her want to kill all men. And in the past five days, she's had five uh, other women come in with similar signs. Uh, um, all the attackers, though, were, were different, though. Um, one of them was a sailor. One was a woman. One was a fat man. You know, so yeah. uh, the, the symptoms were all the same, the results, but the attackers were all completely different. Right. Um, and is and this all the where women... she... Oh, sorry. Oh, no, don't you dare be sorry. Go ahead. Is this where she talks about that? Like the, um, the, the goo was found in, in uh, each one of their bodies or whatever. Yes. Like some yes. kind of weird goo. It was like a weird, it wasn't like there was no semen trace left, but there was that thick black substance you were talking about. Yeah. Um, and all of the attacks that left the victims like changed. Um, like physically. Um, and you remember what else they all had in common the victims rob oh they were virgins yeah they were all virgins they, new york was filled with virgins i know right how believable is that that new york in 1986 there's a bunch of virgins running around just running around i you well they're out there rob they're out there <laughs> they're out there so the next day we are at a model shoot and our model is Carenza. And the first thing that I'd like to point out is if you're a bikini model, you'd want to make sure that you don't have very obvious tan lines from another bikini that you wore before. Uh, yeah. And as we get deeper into the movie, uh, well, I mean, I'll talk about it now. But we noticed that all of these women pretty much have tan lines. 
Yes, they do. But this one in particular, I found the most disturbing because you are modeling bikini. Like no one would hire you because it looks awful. Mm, (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, so Carinza is our model and the photographer is also working with her assistant, Ted, and her other assistant, Alec. Ted is a male, of course, and Alec is a female. Um, they decide that they need some Thai food and that leaves Carinza alone. Um, we also find out just real briefly that she was a former gymnast. Uh, so that's why she's so very limber in all of her uh, modeling poses. So right, she's yeah. left alone um, and she decides to have uh, some Coke. And <laughs> Not, the <smile>. <laughs> Not the soda. Not the, no, no, she's a, she's a Coke sniffer. Yeah. Um, so she grabs her boom box and uh, she just decides to strip nude completely. And in my notes, I have, I hate Rob. <laughs> <laughs> now, Rob, do you remember the TV show called 20 minute workout? Um, no, I don't. Okay. So what it was, it was porn um, in the guise of uh, a workout show. It was on for 20 minutes because you would add the commercials. It had three women in leotards. Uh, <laughs> but the way it was shot, you were really just looking at their breasts and their butts and like up between their legs. So like vagina shots. Um, oh, and they would just like do thrusting <laughs> and pumping. I am not making this up. You can look it up if you want. Um, in Friday the 13th, the final chapter, the um, the coroner who gets his head, uh, spoiler alert, who gets his head sawed off by Jason um, when he's brought into the hospital. He's actually watching 20 minute workout on the TV show. And he's like commenting to the screen, to the women on the screen. But yeah, so this reminded me of like a 20 minute workout video, except she's completely nude. Okay. She just strips nude and then she starts doing these like. Kind of like. Poses yeah, yeah. was it like stretches. yoga? Was it ballet? What the hell was well, that? Yeah, and then the floor was filthy, and Walt pointed out that he's worried she's going to get a yeast infection <laughs> from the dirty floor with her, you know, <laughs> private parts on it. Um, And this is, goes on for quite a while. Like, she's just yeah. like, hey, I'm going to take advantage of lunch break. <laughs> the exposition on this one is quite strong. Yeah, well, unfortunately... Her lunchtime is interrupted when Ted returns, the assistant, um, making her feel a little ill at ease, enough to grab a towel and just hold in front of her, but not wrap around her. Right. And I I thought to myself and wrote in my notes, this is how all porn movies start. Right. Exactly. Or that really special episode of Facts of Life. (laughs) So he's acting really weird, though. And he starts to open his shirt. Oh, yeah. And his flesh is bubbling underneath. Well, and this is where not the first, but the first of many times in my notes that I have in big letters. Let's watch. Because <laughs> like Rob said, he started to like basically rip open and crack apart and ooze blood. But she doesn't run. She just stands there. Yeah, she's she's waiting. She's like, I want to see what happens next. Exactly. And still, again, she's not like like covering her nude self. She's just holding a towel in front of her. Right. Uh, she doesn't so, seem too scared either. No, not at all. And now he's like ripping, like ripping his wounds, his wounds open more. And then we see like, uh, because clearly 
they realize they're not working with a large budget. So a lot of the creature is shown in shadow. Yes, yes. So we see the creature's shadow, like on the 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 model backdrop that she was shooting with. We see the shadow, and then <laughs> there's like these little tendrils that shoot from the creature's hands, and they grab her legs and then like pull her towards him. Yeah. And then and, of course the towel flies away. And then I thought I saw like Godzilla's penis. that's all i could think of it was like going up between her legs and it looked like a a, oh i know what you're talking about yes i yeah i don't know what that was i don't know what that was and then i wrote down fly eyes fly yes i was gonna say like is this thing part insect or you know what the hell is that exactly yeah so that scene is done and like i said like what rob's talking about it's like at the most, like probably not even 30 seconds. And it's not even like we're talking like from her foot, just a little bit past her ankle. Yeah. We're not talking like we're not getting space slug from Galaxy of Terror. No, no. Here. It's very okay. quick shots, too. Oh, that's what. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah. Um, so now we are uh, back outside in the city and we see this bag lady and she enters this building and then she goes like just like down these dark stairs and she's got this weird scarecrow doll. <laughs> oh yeah. When she sets up camp, cause she found a good spot. Mm-hmm. Well, now we are up top on the roof of the hospital uh, because I imagine most hospitals have access to the roof just in case you want to chit chat with your coworkers. Or if you uh, want to smoke a cigarette, maybe jump right. off the top, you know, exactly. Having a bad day. So it's the nurses, Kathleen, and she's just, a little bit apprehensive because she too is virginal. A lot of virgins making, here, man. Yeah, it's it's making her nervous because she's pulling in that like all these other uh, women have been targeted because they're virgins. Uh, but you know, the doctor just says, you know, don't don't worry about it. You know, just just keep doing your job, stay focused on your work. But in her cut with their conversation, we see a monster foot yeah and a monster hand near the water tower right well he's climbing up towards to where they are and uh then it's mentioned that they have to meet in the treatment room at 4 30 so the nurse leaves the rooftop and then the doctor follows just barely missing the monster claw right (laughs) come to attack them i thought that was great i was like excuse me the monster's like oh too slow (laughs) Right. Now, to me, in a very weird way, this feels a lot like a 50s creature feature to me. Yeah. If it was in black and white, it would be totally. Right. Without the nudity. Yeah. No nudity. (laughs) Yeah. Just all black and Mm -hmm. white stuff and implied nudity, I guess. Mm -hmm. Well, so what the uh, treatment is that they were going to do is they actually have a Corinza, the the model, the Coke model, uh, has been brought in, and she, they're they're putting her under a sedative to get some questions answered for the detective. So of course there's the nurse and there's the detective, and the doctor Gamble is there as well. Um, so they're questioning her, and she mentions that uh, the gentleman came back for his wallet, uh, and that it was Ted. And then she kind of does the whole freak out thing again, just like Donna did, and, and the doctor comforts her. And yeah. We're back now at the building, which happened to be the Empire State Building. And we have our bag lady and she's underground. And we notice that 
she's touching all these brick walls. And then she sits down and she spreads out her newspaper. And then her doll, that scarecrow is, of course, named Lester. Because, of you know, what scarecrow would not be named Lester? Right. And then she pulls out this little tiny Christmas tree. And then she starts, <laughs> like, kind of humming Christmas carols to the doll. Oh, man. And she's and like, our, this is a good, this seems like a good spot. There's not a lot of creeps roaming around or something right. like that. Yeah. So, but then we see our, like, monster approaching and they make eye contact um but we get like the the like shadow attack there's nothing really shown and then we just get her bloody mouth screaming yeah. and that's all that is of course there's no nudity with the bag lady i mean come on who wants to see that oh did you was yours edited are you fucking with me yeah Oh, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like I don't want to see that, but now I'm curious. <laughs> <laughs> but now, now you want the Paul Verhoeven cut. Yeah. Um so the next scene, we've got our photographer, and she's being really short with the detective. Uh, and she was going on about, you know, the model was so beautiful. And you know, they're told again that the attacker used some kind of acid. Uh, and our poor model Carinza was only 18 from Wisconsin, and the photographer's feeling guilty because. She's the one who brought her here for the assignment. And the detective saying that this Ted guy's responsible. And the photographer's like, well, he was a stylist. Uh, and um, the uh, photographer uh, says it, it, she doesn't think it was him because they all went to lunch together. Um, and the detective's thinking, no, it was him because, you know, the, the model's saying it's him. And he, you know, left a little early and everything. But and she says it can't be him because yeah, she gives him the address and she's like, but he lives with his mother <laughs> and the detective is still not buying, you know, like he's a stylist and he's lived with his mom. And finally she just says he's gay. <laughs> Do I have well, to spell it out for you? <laughs> well, then the detective's reply is maybe or maybe he's really clever. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> I mean. What better way to like get away with certain things is by letting it, telling everybody that you're gay. So, so you can just oh. like get into all these exclusive um, clubs and shit like that. Right. I have gotten away with so much shit just by telling people that. <laughs> and then I sashay away. <laughs> I'm gay. Yeah. I got now so much stuff. Okay. So now we have our nurse, nurse Kathleen, who was so worried about being attacked. She's like kind of leaving work, walking through the park. And then she heads to her apartment. Mm -hmm. And in her apartment, oh, in her kitchen, With she removed the world's biggest <laughs> pot from her refrigerator. <laughs> I'm pretty sure nothing else could be stored in the fridge yeah. with the size of that pot. I was like, what are you doing with that? Are you doing laundry in there? I don't. Well, she may have been getting ready to because in the kitchen, she also removes every stitch of clothing in the kitchen. And not to mention, she has no curtains, no shades, and she is pointed directly at the window. Right. And I'm thinking, I don't think I want to eat anything you cook <laughs> at all. Because I just picture pubic hair everywhere. Oh, geez. So they're outside. You Did you notice there was a dog barking outside? I thought that was a clever touch. Yes, I did. Okay. So. Um, she gets in the shower and she's giving herself that little pep talk. She's like, you're a big girl now. And then, so she says, I've got a medical lock on the door. What the hell what is a medical mean? lock? 
I don't know. I asked Walter, I'm like, cause you know, a lot of times I'm real slow on the uptake and I'm like, what's a medical lock? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you think that's something they threw in there to make it sound really good? I don't. Yeah. To make it sound like scientific or something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's like a biometric know. medical lock. You have to drop, put a few drops of blood in there to open the door or some shit. I have, right. I have no idea. So in the Hicks Burrell household, we have a saying, and it applies very much so to this movie, but we have booby for booby's sake. There was no reason really for this whole shower scene to take place the way it did, but you get nudity here. You get her breasts and you get her butt. Yeah. Well, she departs from the shower, but she still looks very apprehensive, like there's something going on. Well, in the interim, while she was in the shower, uh, her boyfriend came over, used the key from uh, above the door to get into her medical lock. And then he's been waiting for her to come out of the shower sitting there in the kitchen. That that whole medical lock thing is just making me giggle. I keep having to mute the mic. Yeah, it's pretty bizarre. Well, apparently he came over because she was going to make him a New England broiled dinner with wine. So I guess that's what was in that giant, giant pot. Interesting, because I I must live in a part of New England that doesn't have that because yeah, I've never I, heard of it. Yeah. Ever. Okay, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, it's so odd. So odd. <laughs> so then she points out that, you know, she's like, did you fiddle with the lock to make sure it, it's closed properly? Oh, you yeah. Because if you don't jiggle it or whatever. It yeah, it doesn't, doesn't lock. Yeah. So, you know, she's kind of like kind of feigning being upset, but she's not really upset with him. She's okay. She just, you know, he just wants to have a nice evening. And he also mentions that he's from administration. I'm like, would this be a conflict of interest if you're her supervisor in some capacity? But anyway. Um, yeah, they overlooked she's that like, in the 80s. Yeah, and she, right. And she's like, did you see anything? He's like, yeah, I saw enough to know that uh, she should have his kids. And then they start hugging and kissing. Well, then we see the doorknob turning. And mm -hmm. Kathleen mentioned that she's old fashioned and she wants to stay a virgin until marriage. Well, now we see our monster shadow inside because there's not enough budget to show a real good monster. And they know that <laughs> you the, see a fly. Head. <laughs> what? You see a fly head. Exactly. Well, the boyfriend's <laughs> attacked. And then um, while Kathleen's stirring the pot and she's prattling <laughs> on about her virginity. Now, I have to ask you when they cut to um, the boyfriend dead. Like, did he die from snake bite? Because it just looked like he had two holes in his face. Um, I guess. I, probably whatever they could afford, Rob. I'll be honest with you. We're lucky we got blood. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> I was like, what the hell happened to him? How did he die? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, now we're at the studio. And we've got our photographer. And she's, you know, kind of pondering about models and who would want to kill them. And uh, she gets a phone call. And uh, she's like, did you do it? Was it you? You goddamn creep. And then um, she, you know, she hangs up and the phone rings again. And she's like, hello. And it's Alec, her female assistant. And she's on the other end. And she's saying that the police were here. And that um, she mentions that, you know, Carenza was, you know, sexually attacked and, uh, and she was mutilated. Um, but I'm like, was she really mutilated? Because when they showed her before, she didn't really look mutilated that much, I didn't think, but whatever. Um, no, she had a dirty then, face. Yeah. And then uh, and then Alec was like, was the detective that talked to you cute? 
Oh, I thought that was funny. Anyway, um, uh, so then the photographer mentions that she's leaving. She's got to leave at six o'clock and then she flips the studio lights out. So that's just our little conversation. Okay. So, oh, wait, no, she doesn't flip the lights out. The lights flicker out. That's right. The lights flicker out. Yeah. Because she's searching she's for the check breaker. On the fuse yeah. box. Mm hmm. And then, of course, she says, well, it must be the main fuse box in the basement, which is in now, the like, basement. Oh, yeah. Boy. So, of course, she's got to go downstairs with that little flashlight and you hear the little monster hiss. Did you notice that? It's like I heard something weird. Yeah. 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 So he's falling from behind. Now she's in the basement and she's, you know, heading towards the fuse box and the little monster stalking behind her. And then she sees him and screams. So <laughs> now we're at the hospital and Donna. Way back from the beginning, our first victim that we saw, um, she's getting carnations from the male orderly, and they're probably no doubt from someone else dead. Yeah, and he's like, oh, I, I can't wait till you wake up. Maybe you'll go out to dinner with me or something. Exactly. And he like, kind of <laughs> caresses her face. It's, it's very uh, it's very unprofessional, I, I'd say. Yeah. I think um, what I... Um, what I had gleaned from it is when he went to check on the other girl, he also touched her face. So maybe yes. their maybe their cuts and bruises were gone. Like they well, healed up yes, from that's them. That's exactly it. I yeah, because their faces are all better. They're, yeah. They're both they're both no longer, I guess, what was it, mutilated or whatever. <laughs> right. Yeah, they both they both look fine. Or I guess going back to what Rob said, someone's wiped their faces clean. <laughs> they got the Kim Basinger treatment. Exactly. So now we're back at the basement with our photographer and we see that the she's standing up and she's all bloody. And then we get like a shot from behind and her legs are like there's like blood, which is like run down her legs. And she's slowly walking towards the stairs. Yeah. So now we have the detective and he's visiting Ted's mother that he lived with. And in her mind, he's come in response to the phone call she's been making to the police department because her son, Ted, Teddy bear, she calls him has been missing for a while. And that's not his style. He's very good about letting her know when he's going to be out with his friends. Yep. Um, and he just, he's very aware. He's always ha has her in the loop. She's not used to him being gone like this without any word from him. Um, and then she mentions that he and his friends uh, have been going to like tunnels and they find this antique stuff that technically they're not supposed to keep, but they, you know, take it to look little antique stores and they sell it and stuff. Right. And then I wrote in large letters because he's gay. Because he's gay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then like, there's that one, it's almost like the, the, the handle's gone, but like the top part of a pitch, a rusty pitchfork, and she's got it on the mantle because she's like, those are some of the things that Ted's found. Oh, yeah. Like the, <laughs> the detective's like side eyeing it like, well, there's that tells you right there that he's crazed. Yeah, he's a fucking weirdo. Yeah, yeah. Well, now we're in a forensic lab with Dr. Gamble and Ira, and he's a gentleman with a beard. Okay, yep. Okay. And, and that, okay. So he's got the microscope and He's and, and um, Dr. Gamble saying that, it, you know, it's not a virus. It's not a communicable disease. Um, and then she's talking about like waste matter and like the spores and stuff. 
Yeah. And then Ira interjects. And he's like, no, it's brick dust. And right. he's talking about before they had feral children from under the city uh, before that had the stuff and it's found under the city in the tunnels from red bricks that were used like a hundred or years ago or so back when Manhattan was first being built. Right. And at first so, I didn't know what he said. Um, like when he said brick dust, I thought he said something else. Oh, but I don't know what it was now. I'm trying to remember. Oh, Gotcha. I just saw a man with a beard, and most of the time I was trying to figure out, would I find him attractive or not? And the answer is no. He's a man with a beard that I did not find attractive. <laughs> he didn't have the Kurt Russell looks. No, not at all. No, I, I'm not an Ira fan. Anyway, okay, so um, we get uh, Donna in her room, and she's nude, and she has a scalpel. Ah, uh, yes, because uh, Creepy Orderly is back. Mm-hmm. And she does away with him and she walks out nude with her tan lines. <laughs> and some serious tan, some very pale breasts and some like the rest of her body is darker than like wherever the tan lines are. It's so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So now it's night in the apartment and um, Dr. Pace gets a phone call from the detective. So at the computer lab, now we have the doctor and the detective together. And Dr. Gamble is saying that all five of the women are gone except for Carenza, the model. And okay, hold we on. Find, oh, um, if all five of the women are gone, right, except for Carenza, wouldn't yes. that be four women gone? Or am I messing up on the math here? No, you're not messing about the math. I think Carenza would be number six. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Because it was five before, if I'm not mistaken. But I also think, wasn't it five? Did Donna make five? Let's see here. Uh, Donna was one of the first ones attacked. Donna was five. Donna was five. Okay. Donna was five. So Carenza is technically six. Because earlier on, she said that, no. Okay, so here it says, After the doctor said she wants to kill all men, she said five days, five women with similar signs have shown up. So if that's the case, Hmm. oh, so I don't think they, okay, so they don't know that Donna's left yet, I believe. Oh, okay. So she's still talking about the original five women. Yeah, because the math did not add up. I was like, what? No, yeah, I think you're, I think, no, I think it's just sloppy writing. Because here she's saying, all five women are gone except for Carenza. So that means Donna's gone too. So really she should have said six women are now gone. Yeah. Because there were five before Donna. Donna would have been six. Carenza would have been seven. Are you with me? I'm with you. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay. still trying to wrap my head around what's going on. there. Yeah. Well, they were nude. That's really all that mattered. Yeah. Um, right. They were all willing to do nude, nude scenes. <laughs> so we come to find out that the doctor's first name is Gamble because her dad was a blackjack dealer. So whatever. Yeah. I just put down the detectives, the nerd. How, how does that play into any, <laughs> any story of this movie whatsoever? I mean, not at all, but he's fascinated by this. Um, and then we find out his, a little bit of his backstory that when he was seven years old, his sister was sexually assaulted and that she never got over it. And so he's got like, he's personally vested, 
best it in this case. Yeah. And then he asked the doctor out to dinner. I'm like, really? That's where you're going to go after all this? Right. What a weird. Uh, it's like you just witnessed really a weird. horrible murder where the person was disemboweled and you want to go out to lunch or something. But, to yeah, right. But between that, you also like reveal that your sister was sexually assaulted and you're like really upset with that. And it's like, hey, let's get some dinner. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was really weird. Really weird. So oh, man. we get the first tunnel scene where it, there's this like glowing red light because again, that's cheaper than actually showing our monster. Right. right. And we have Donna like walking through the glowing doorway towards the red light. Yeah. So we get a street scene and it is outside of Alex's apartment and we see inside the phone's ringing and she picks up and she talks to her mom and Alec is the stylist that worked for the photographer. And she mentioned that she's working now since no, her mom no longer sends checks and she's got a job as a stylist. And um, now she's topless because, of course, she's got to be naked for the movie. Yes. Um, Inconvenient nudity, I got to say. Really weird. And then, you know, there goes her pantyhose. Um, and we see that there's these hands pushing like the sliding door open. And she's talking about like it's going to be bath time soon. Uh, but she's still an innocent female. <laughs> Yeah, because mothers ask their daughters if, uh, you know, they still have their (laughs) chastity intact. Yeah, this whole phone conversation is just so weird. Well, so the phone call ends and what has happened is this guy with a leather jacket has entered her apartment with a knife. Yeah. And he says, I don't want any money. I just want a good time. And he wants to play a game called Button. (laughs) Now, this is, excuse me, this is something that blew my mind because I'm like, okay, does she know this man? And uh, are they kind of role playing a a weird fantasy? I I just didn't know what was going on at this point, you know, because she didn't act too, she didn't act too afraid. I yeah. Oh, anyway, so the premise of the game is, and she's got a white shirt on now. She's got this white, like, Oxford shirt on, and it's buttoned. So the premise of the game is, for every zipper he unzips, she has to open a button. Well, he gets one, his leather jacket unzipped. And before she can do anything, the monster grabs the knife and slashes him, and he falls on top of Alec as she screams. Right. And did did the monster cut his nose off? Because that's okay, what it so looked like. I'm going to say yes, because I didn't know what happened. And Walt said the exact same thing. <laughs> did. So I'm going to go with that because yeah. I have two people in my life telling me that. That's I what I saw. Back. You know, he's just holding his face and then all of a sudden he dies from apparent yeah. blood loss, okay. maybe. Yeah. But I want to go back to this because I'm I'm a little upset. OK. Because. Pretty much every female has gotten nude in this movie. <laughs> we could have at least let him unzip his pants so I could have got butt. But oh no, he has to die before his pants even come off. Yeah, you got a shirtless, like he took off his jacket, leather jacket, and there was not a shirt underneath. No. And so that. Yeah, for someone, okay, so for someone wanting to play zipper, he would not have even gotten cleavage. No, he didn't he have. On, no. Was he going to unzip the two like pockets on his leather jacket too? Because even that would have been like four zippers. And that was, she had more than four buttons on her shirt. Did he have those Michael Jackson zipper pants maybe? No, he had on blue jeans. Oh, okay. No, he he did not think this game out. Apparently not. 
Wow. No. What an idiot. Yeah. I think he was going to make her like undo the, like, I don't even think he thought that out. I think he was just thinking the two zippers and then she was going to, he's going to make her like cook him dinner <laughs> or make it, or make a little slice and bake Pillsbury cookies. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Cause he was looking and, for a good time, you know, a good time. Yeah. Who doesn't love so, chocolate chip cookies? Who doesn't? Uh, so now we're in the computer room and the doctor is explaining the brick theory to the detective. And they're eliminating the possible places. And it narrows it down to underneath the Empire State Building, which right. is where our bag lady was murdered. So we see our nude model, Carinza, arising from her bed. And then we see uh, Ivan in the world's most hideous sweater. Um, Do you remember that thing? It looked like a... a okay. So I'm guessing... That pyramid from a pink, is it Pink Floyd, Dark Side of the Moon? It looked like a really bad version of that <laughs> as a sweater. Yeah. Um, I think Carinza was like the best looking one of the whole bunch because a lot of these women were not attractive at all. And I mean, young me would have just been like, oh, there's boobs. There's full frontal nudity. But it's like older me. I found myself judging these ladies. Well, now, because you are into brunettes, correct? Yes, I am. Most of them were blondes. Yeah, that's true. Now, I I will say this. Out of all of them, the actress that looked most like a person that would be doing uh, not these kinds of movies, but appearing nude in a movie, to me, was Kathleen. Uh, the nurse with the really short hair. Oh, really? Ugh. I did I'm not, not saying like her. No, no. I'm just saying she looks like she would be the kind of person that would do a lot of nudity in films to me. Because she did. She was like in, uh, 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 was it Necropolis? And that one ha- featured a lot of nudity too. Okay. Did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she just seemed to she just... had that look, Rob. She had like that 80s short hair. Oh, yeah. And then that's that makeup probably just made her look even worse. You know, that... That David Bowie makeup. It, it was just awful. Well, yeah. So she reminded me of like um like 80s porn star. She had that look like Ginger Lynn. Um, oh, what was the other one? There's Ginger Lynn. All I remember is Ginger Lynn and Tracy Lords. There's another one. It was Ginger. Oh, that's gonna drive me crazy. But they were they were oh, their names were kind of uh anyway, but they that Ginger Lynn and the other one I'm thinking of that I'm drawing a blank on had that kind of look for a while. And they reminded me of the actress that played Kathleen. Um, okay. What was her name again? Oh, Leanne Baker. They kind of had that same look, but to me, that's very eighties that, that short hair and that kind of like dark eye shadow. Yeah. There was a time in Marvel comics where they did that to all of the female uh, superheroes. They all gave them that really short haircut. Like you could totally tell that it was the eighties. Like everyone got that short, short haircut, all of the female characters. But anyway, that, that that's way off everything. Um, <laughs> that's what we do here. That's what we do here. <laughs> exactly. So we've got Carenza arising nude and she departs down the same hallway that Donna did. Um, and then um, now is that where a uh, creepy Hans Gruber looking guy follows her? Are you talking about Ira? Um, yeah, he's the doctor with a really bad sweater, right? That's Ira. Yes. He okay. follows down, but not well, because to me, if I'm following you, I'm like close to you. Like he was like, there were huge gaps between him and her. Oh yeah. And I Especially, couldn't figure out what, 
what he was doing there. I'm like, where did he come from? <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, to begin with, like, why was he there there? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, anyway, so she, of course, approaches the red glowing doorway, just like Donna did, because it saves money on the creature. Uh, and he's getting closer now, thank God, because I was really worried he was just going to lose her completely. She has no clue he's following her at all. Like she did. She has. She's just honed in on that red light and she's just going where she's got to go. Yeah. Um, and so then that song Roxanne is playing that she don't have to put on the red light. You know, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right. So, excuse me. They're in the computer room. And they're like, X marks the spot. It's right under the hospital. Of course it is. <laughs> so I didn't see any computers in 1986 that could do that. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. Um, so they get a phone call uh, that there's an assault in progress and it isn't a human. So we see a male <laughs> worker being attacked by a monster. And I'm not even sure who called about this. And how they really knew where the worker was, because he's down in that cavernous set of tunnels. But the detective and the doctor arrive without any kind of weapon drawn. Right. At all. Um, now we see our creature kind of fleeing out the glowing door, and we hear that like hiss noise again. And yeah. the, the doctor and the detective are in pursuit down the hall. And as um, it was fleeing, I just mm -hmm. have to say, I got vibes of um, the creatures that used to show up in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. And like seeing that thing run, it's like, I'll get you next time. <laughs> you know, just that whole thing. And that's all I could think of. Okay. Listeners, he's being very kind. Do not expect the same quality of monsters. <laughs> <laughs> like for all intents and purposes, like when they showed the close-up of the hands and feet on the ladder from earlier, it looked like he was wearing like rubber galoshes and like a rubber glove. And with like goop, like dark yeah. black goop dripping off of it. Yeah. There was not a lot of budget on this thing. Now the, some of the like body horror stuff that looked pretty good. Like when they're, when the chest was ripping open and stuff. Oh yeah. That one did. That looked great. But the creature, it's not the best practical effects in the world. Not, I'm not saying that's bad. Cause I love cheesy stuff like this. But don't go expecting like, you know, the howling because you're not getting that. <laughs> I think they blew their entire budget on the body horror stuff. And, you know, the creature just got like whatever was left over. Well, it certainly wasn't in the apparel department for the women. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, so now they're in hot pursuit. And I mean, walking really casually um, as the model in Ivan. And they're going deeper underground. And then we see all of our female uh, victims in this like <laughs> reptilian-esque looking milk pool, bath. hot tub. It's glowing green. Yeah, it's milky water. Um, and they descend the stairs to find the bag lady like shredded skin remains laying there. See, uh, this at this point, I wish I had like the high def because I didn't even notice the bag lady. Oh, okay, that's what it was. That was like her shredded remains laying there. Okay, so so now they're closer to the tub, and we see that Ivan is like basically he's like transfixed on the stairs. Yeah, and is this where he gives his whole speech about like? Yeah, he's like the energy out of the nest is harmless, and it drifted down as spores. And it's, he talks about a periodic basis, and uh, 
uh, it'll do anything to accomplish its goals and it needs yeah. untouched women and it needs you, Dr. Gamble. <laughs> and, and you will be we, the, you will play host to the new race of, uh, right, right. And then this weird, like mutant baby with like a the side, like a vagina mouth. With oh teeth, like yes. Because apparently dentata. the bag lady was impure, I guess. Yeah, and there was, yeah, that was exactly. her spawn. So, yeah. Yeah. And, it, and it's like, not what he wanted. Um, <laughs> so the doctor shoots it and that doesn't do a darn thing. So he's hitting it with the barrel of his gun and it starts choking him. So Dr. Gamble just like grabs this wooden stake and just kind of stabs the thing. Right. And I've got written down, kill it with bullets and no, kill it with a wooden plank. Well, and none of this is really done with much urgency. Right. They're not even scared of it. Whatever. It's no. like, no, not at all. Not it, at all. It's like a messed um, up toddler from the hills have eyes um, right. going after them. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, well, then, like, after this is all said and done, like you were saying, this is when, like, Ivan praises her. He's like, you're going to be a good mom. He's like, you know, you were willing to kill to save your race. He's like, that's what we need to save our race. Yeah. And then. Well. That's where we suddenly realize that the doctor is actually one of them. Yeah, he goes into a shaking fit. He starts to transform. And again, I have, let's watch. Yeah. That's all they do. <laughs> let's let's wait and see what happens. It might just totally blow over. Oh, yeah. And they just stand there, you know. And this is the one scene I love because her hair took over my entire, and I've got a big screen TV. Her hair took over the entire screen. <laughs> Her hair is so wide. I love this woman so much. Oh, um, man. And it's like in 48 hours, the women will rise from the pit as new beings and they'll be unstoppable. And now Ivan's face is like cracking. And uh, he's like, uh, they're, they're like, we've got to stop it. They're parasites. Oh, no, wait. I'm sorry. He says this. This is Ira. He's like, you've got to stop it. They're parasites. And then his head like explodes. And then it's a bug head like underneath. The, yeah, like the bug eyed monster. <laughs> it's like before the, <laughs> oh man i don't know it just seeing that it's like i was expecting his head to explode and then his body to just drop but surprise we've got the fly underneath right well uh, in the interim uh our detective has gotten some gas and he just you know douses it with gas and then sets it ablaze kills that one I with have, fire well let's watch because again they just stand there <laughs> Well, now in the tub, like the women's like attention is aroused, but really yeah. not enough to stop writhing in the pool. They just kind of look over a little bit. No, they're just putting that little goop all over their body and everything. And yeah, well, so the doctor's like, this is an abandoned spur of the train line. So we've got to find a cable. And then we see more writhing in the pool. Right. And, and then, then she's looking. Oh, go ahead. Oh, did you notice that when she found what she was looking for, it's not like she was actually walking around the area looking. She just kind of turned her head and said, oh, there it is. And then she went over to get it. <laughs> yes. All right. So she finds the box. He's found cable wires. And Well, okay. I'm sorry. My actual notes say um, they've got to find a cable, more writhing. Oh, and then they started um, auditioning for cats. Right, right. But yeah, but there's so much writhing. There's like something and then I have writhing and then something else and then writhing. But anyway, so he finds the cable box. And, uh, and then I wrote down, is that supposed to be semen? <laughs> it's just like they're in a giant yes. tub of like, 
semen that's it's, flowing. It's like almost a translucent white liquid that's very goopy. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, yeah, so, I thought the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So she's on the phone and the women, the women start to like arise and hiss. Yeah. And that's uh, where I said they're auditioning for cats because right. that, that oh, was okay, hilarious gotcha, gotcha. to me. Yes. So she's telling the people she's reached, she's telling that she's in the annex corridor, but they think it's a joke because they're like, who would be down there in that like, you know, shut off uh, unused portion of the tunnels down there. And the detective is like, you know, tell them who I am. Tell one of them to get ready to kick on the electricity while the other one checks on my credentials. And so the electricity, electricity kicks on and they throw the wire into the pit and there's all these blue like bolts of light. And then our hosts are just dead. And then the duo just walk out holding hands. Yeah. So they, you know, they were having their uh, man milk bath and uh, suddenly they weren't. So what would that smell like burning? <laughs> it might smell like burning hair. I don't know. <laughs> like burning hair. There'd be the burning seminal fluid smell, the burning reptile skin all mixed together. Oh, that mascara. Man. That's probably yeah, it, not going to smell good. You would never get that out of your nostrils. Oh, so we get it. The, our next scene, we have our uh, doctor and our detective have finally consummated their whirlwind romance of a day or two and, and i was bed. disappointed that it was not tom atkins in that bed oh are you kidding me if it was tom atkins this would have been the opening credit what are you talking about <laughs> i know right <laughs> he would have bagged her in the first five minutes <laughs> she's like would you like to see my sketch and before you know it she's already undressed he doesn't even like <laughs> open the sketchbook um and then um and she's like you know this is just not how i imagined it would be and he's like did you want to get married first and then all of a sudden, oh, she's like, you know, uh, doctor, she's saying that Dr. Iris said there would, others would follow. And then surprise, surprise, it's not really the uh, the detective behind her. It's a bug. Yeah. And he's like and coiled around her and then she screams as a jump scare. But really what happens is Dr. Gamble awakens and she's crying and she's alone in the world's biggest bed ever with a massive spotlight on her and her hair in the <laughs> roll the credits. <laughs> All right. Now this is why I asked you to let me wait until we were done with the movie, because I wanted to make sure that you and every single listener got to hear about all the female nudity involved in this movie. The director's real name like I said um, from earlier, uh, was a t or is Tim Kincaid. However, Tim Kincaid made a buttload, and I mean, <laughs> I didn't even mean that as a pun. I'm so sorry. <laughs> he made a lot of gay porn films before <laughs> and after this one. Oh no. So it's like uh what what's that guy's name? Uh Pete uh Pete something. Uh Peter North. Yeah, Peter North. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Directed, not starred in. Oh, okay. Yeah, well Yes. Okay, yeah, I gotcha. Okay. So, but he did those under the moniker Joe Gage. The two I've actually seen were from the 70s 
Um, one was Kansas City Trucking Company, and the other one was L.A. Tool and Die. That was 76 and 79. <laughs> now, he did a legit movie called Robot Holocaust, which was kind of fun from 87. But picking back up in, I want to say, the 2000s, he went back to Joe Gage and made like a ton more adult gay films. Um, one of them being the Joe Gage Sex Files Volume 1, Jack Off Party at Billy Bob's. <laughs> and, volume, and Volume 2, Uncle Pruitt Taught Me How to Do It. Why does that sound um, like some down south type shit right there? Doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, I just want to know the first one, like the Jack Off Party, is it bring BYO? B-Y-O-P-T, bring your own paper towels. <laughs> no, you just do it on other people's feet, I think. I guess. I or in a giant or is it a giant glowing tub? Is it like a like an unofficial sequel to Breeders? Right. It might be. It might be the the real Breeders film, the film he's always wanted to make. Exactly. So it looks like his adult gay porn one, the last was 2017. Um, it looks like his legit. As far as I can tell, um, movie that would not feature Harry Men Naked was 1989 with She's Back. Um, he, <laughs> he had just a very small, um, it looked like in 86, he did Bad Girls Dormitory, and then it stopped in 89 with She's Back. And there's only one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. He did, looks like he did eight non-adult uh, gay film. Um, uh, huh. I want to I want to check out Robot Holocaust and uh, Bad Girls Dormitory. I really want to see Bad Girls Dormitory. Robot Holocaust is a lot of fun. I would definitely do that one with you. Awesome. Yeah, let's put that yeah. on the list for like deep in the future, I guess. Okay. And now you uh, earlier I asked if you had uh, IMDb open and you told me you did. Do you still have it open? Yes, I do. Okay. I would like for you to click on Mutant Hunt if you don't mind. So you have to go to director and then just scroll down to his films and All find right. mutant hunt. or type Kinky. in mutant hunt well, however you want to do it wait is this uh his uh, gay porn men's room bakersfield station no don't click on that it's just mutant hunt oh okay hold on <laughs> oh wait yeah he's got all his porn movies as joe gage listed here yeah right. yeah no, so i've got a looks like i've got to go way way down yeah way way down he likes it when you go way way down <laughs> all right mutant hunt clicked on it okay now, do you see photos? That cover looks awesome. Right. Okay. But I, okay. So, do you see photos? A uh, few. Yeah. Okay. So, there's one, two, three. Do you see the third one over with the shirtless guy? Yep. Click on it so it opens. Okay. <laughs> Why tell am I looking not, at this? Tell me that's not a gay director. <laughs> that's, that's him. No, that's not him. But like, tell me a gay director didn't shoot this movie. I mean, you can oh. see the man's penis. And is that, look at that in, yes. in the underwear. That's that, his dick. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Oh, and it's the nurse from uh, the movie we just watched. Uh, yeah, they. that's why I was saying a lot of them, like almost the entire, well, this is one that was shot back to back with this movie. Oh, that's the one. Okay. This one, but a lot of them were in the other one you said you wanted to do. What was it? Um Bad Girls Dormitory. A lot of the same thespians appeared in that one as well. Oh, and I also wanted to do Robot Holocaust. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine. You know what? We could do every single uh, <laughs> Tim Kincaid movie you want to. I don't think you would want to cover many of his other ones. But <laughs> no, I, I don't think I'm really interested in seeing all of those. <laughs> 
but yeah, I would be happy to talk about any other uh, uh, Mr. Kincaid movie you want to talk about. <laughs> now, if I'm not mistaken, the did you ever see Hell Night with Linda Blair and Peter Barton? It sounds familiar. I think I might have seen it, but it was a very long time ago. Okay, if I'm not mistaken, that director also did uh, adult films before he did Hell Night. That's not it's not that uncommon for people to do that. No, it's not. It's Um, kind of like um, where people thought that like uh, Ron Jeremy and Sasha Gray were the the first few porn stars to kind of break out in. But actually, like Tracy Lords did it and, you know, a few others. Yes. Now, I I am talking about directors. Oh, you're only talking about directors and not. actors. Yeah, that's why I'm talking about directors, not actors, but actual directors who did adult things and went on to do uh, mainstream films. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, okay. So anyway, I got you kind of off uh, target with this one, but I did want, I didn't want to do it first because I wanted you to, you know, get into the flow of this one, everything. Cause there's nothing about this one. I think that is, would lead you to believe the director was not interested in women. <laughs> <laughs> no, not with all the with all the exposition and stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, so now, Rob, um, did you enjoy the film? Oh, I did. I get, despite the glaringly obvious flaws, uh, it's still something that I had a lot of fun with. Even though I looked at it with different eyes, like when I was nineteen, it was like, "Ooh, naked women." Uh, whereas this, I was kind of looking more for like monsters and stuff. And so it's just. Uh, I found myself judging a lot of the women's bodies. I was like, holy crap, man, her boobs go in different directions. <laughs> just... See, now in this one, I, I really did just look at their eyes. <laughs> <You were> just... <laughs> oh, man, you're making me laugh. And um, then uh, I didn't get we... the obvious sexual connotation like when I was younger with when they're taking that bath. But then I couldn't stop looking. I was like. That looks like a bunch of semen in there. And so. Oh, right. Yeah. As as well, you're supposed to. Yeah. 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 Now, would you recommend this to um, all your gay male friends? Uh, I, you're my only <laughs> gay male friend. So <laughs> I'd probably I'd recommend it to you, but you've already seen it. Uh, the, uh, would you recommend it to our listeners? Uh, yeah, I would. Because I think they would get a kick out of it. It's so goofy. It's it is like it's so it's one of those movies that's so bad it's good. Yeah. So now I uh I enjoyed it. It's it's so silly. And I I I'm not making light of the subject matter because it's just presented so goofily. Like I I definitely take sexual assault seriously. This one is not. It's just so uh it's I don't know. It's presented so oddly that it really doesn't even come into play for the most part. It's just so goofy. It's so weird. Yeah. Um, But it it really does feel like a 50s creature feature that they've actually just kind of thrown in that whole little, you know, focus on the not even sexual aspect, the nude aspect of it, I guess. Um, Yeah. I forgot to mention this. The entire thing is only 77 minutes long. Right. It's very short. Incredibly. It flies by. Yeah. Um, The acting is so uh, 
bad. In, well, I was going to say enjoyably amateurish. Because uh, <laughs> there's some movies where it's the acting is so bad it's off-putting. But this one, I just, they're so earnest in their delivery of the lines that I yeah. just love it. Um, I, I, I can't recommend this enough to people who are into that kind of movie. Um, if you're wanting like, you know, another uh, alien or, you know, a predator or something like that. No, you are not getting that. But if you want a really goofy uh, sci-fi horror movie done on a shoestring budget with more female nudity than you can imagine, this is the movie for you. Um, it's just a really goofy creature feature. Uh, depending on what your friends are like, uh, it might be a fun one to watch with a bunch of friends. Um, don't be upset if you go to get popcorn, you come back, they're all nude. Uh, just <laughs> par for the course. Or if um, they're talking on the phone with their mom and they suddenly start stripping off their clothing. That could happen. Or you know what? Surprise them. Be like, hey, we're going to play zippers or buttons. We're, we're, yeah, buttons. we're, we're not going to play zippers. We're going to play buttons. <laughs> we're going to play buttons. Or you know what? It, you know uh some people are still a little uneasy with having people in the house with everything going on you know get that outside screen you know get your kids inflatable pool throw some milk in there put some green lights around it you know what hey come on over we're gonna have a semen pool party you know what we're gonna watch breeders in the backyard we're gonna have you know, ourselves yeah we're gonna have a bukkake yeah. party a bukkake party yeah exactly exactly and then it's like, whoa, how weird, Rob. It's you and just every female neighbor for miles around. And then you got all the mad husbands. But, you know, it's life. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's just so silly. It's so silly. It is. And it's like, uh, yeah, I would recommend it to, like, I'll recommend it to our listeners, all uh, three and a half of you. <laughs> and no, I'm just kidding. But no, I would recommend it to the listener. If you've not seen it, you owe it to yourself to watch this movie because it is a fun time. And any gay listeners, <laughs> I'd recommend a lot of Joe Gage's films, just saying. <laughs> it's like, you can watch this movie, but really watch the Joe Gage films. Really go for the Joe Gage film. Um, so, no, I had a lot of fun with this one. At first, you thought you hadn't seen this one. <laughs> yeah, it scared and, uh, me because I was like, oh, shit, is this something that I haven't seen before, but I thought I'd seen? Uh, but, yeah, as we got into it, I was like, ah, okay, I remember that part. Yeah. But honestly, I I was hoping you weren't upset about it because I had so much fun watching it again. And I'm like, I want to talk about this one because it's so goofy. It's just so silly. Yeah. Um, I was really excited to talk to you about this one. Definitely not upset. Always excited to talk about movies with you and like all the other goofy shit that we talk about. Yeah. No, this one was just a lot of fun, I thought. And then I think kind of apropos, we're going to follow this one up with uh, Toby Hooper's Life Force. That was Toby Hooper? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. I did not know that. I thought that was another director. Yeah, no, it's Toby. Wow. Okay, yeah, Life Force. Wow. Another one I haven't seen in probably a couple decades. Yeah, well, it's got, you know, the female nudity, so I thought you were, like, doing this on purpose. So. No, I just, uh, <laughs> just remembering things from the past. It's like, oh, but I But that one that. at least does have something for the guys who like guys out there, too. <laughs> Well, and I guess girls who like guys too, really. Anyone who likes guys in that way, you get some male nudity in Life Force. Maybe even uh, girls who like girls. You never know. Well, that's true, but you that's more common in this genre. You know. Oh, okay. 
Yeah. Horror movies, if you were going to make a bet on whether or not you're going to get a naked woman in a horror movie, that's a safe bet. It's more rare when you get naked guys in horror movies. You're right. You do have a good point there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, sometimes they have good points. Sometimes they don't even show the point. (laughs) Um, But uh, if you want to reach us, uh, I am always lurking on the darkest corners of Instagram at Midnight Mass Creature Cast. Yeah, and he's in a pool of milk. <laughs> I hope that's milk anyway. But I'm the one with the, uh, what they call them, water wings, so I don't sink. Because <laughs> you can't swim. I can't swim. <laughs> I've got the goggles and the little snorkel in my water wing. Now I'm just picturing you like that, trying to stay afloat. And you're like, I thought this would be easier than it looks. I'm so tired of dog paddling. <laughs> Oh, oh, and then Rob, if they want to get in touch with us a different route, they're going to do what? Well, they can send us an uh, email at mmccpod at gmail.com. And, uh, you know, feel free to offer up some movie suggestions or if you've got any, tri- if you have any trivia that we did not cover, you know, we'd love to hear about it. Right. Uh, pretty much with this one, though, I think it's best to leave everything uncovered. uh so you and your puns i know again we always appreciate you indulging us and and uh joining us for that uh because the more the scarier yeah and until next time we hope you stay spooky 